the certification puts you in the VIP line, okay? Like it or not, corporations look for vetted entrepreneurs, vetted suppliers. And the certification organizations are one of those vetting opportunities. So you want to put yourself in that VIP line? You want to be in the club? You got to get certified first. It's going to be one of the ways. Now, once you're in there, that means you're meeting somebody, okay? Because you still got to show up. You got to dress right. You got to know what you're talking about. But you're in the club now. You are in there, which you were not before. Welcome to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground, where we talk about supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity with everyone from academics, historians, and business leaders. With your hosts, Chloe Guidry-Reed and Adam Moore, you'll hear inspiring stories and practical tips for overcoming challenges and gaining insight into supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity. Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Higher Ground, Higher Ground is a technology company whose mission is to bridge the wealth gap through access to procurement opportunities. Higher Ground is making the enterprise ecosystem more viable, profitable, and competitive by clearing the path for minority-led, women-led, LGBT-led, and veteran-led small businesses to contribute to the global economy as suppliers to enterprise organizations. For more information on getting started, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E-G-R-O-U-N-D.io. Now on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. You're joined again by your two favorite hosts. I'm Adam Moore here with Chloe Goodry-Reed, and today we're joined by Heather Cox, president at Certify My Company and co-mastermind at Diversity Masterminds. Heather is a supplier diversity expert who helps corporations understand how to leverage their diverse supply chain in order to maximize revenues. She is also a diversity certification expert who aids eligible diverse suppliers through the process of becoming diversity certified and maximizing the benefits of their certification. Welcome to the show, Heather. It's great to have you in studio with Chloe and I this afternoon. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Yes, we are so, 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 so happy to have you, Heather. And I think, you know, we make the assumption, you know, just because our audience is made up of mostly small businesses and supplier diversity professionals that everyone knows what diversity certification is, but there are a lot of diverse businesses that aren't certified. So I want to kind of just level set and talk about what is diversity certification and, and what value it brings both for the small businesses. And then maybe you can tackle what it brings to, to corporations. Absolutely. Definitely. So my favorite converse, topics of conversation. So, uh, so first I just want to say it's not all small businesses. People yeah, often lump together small and diverse and it's not yep. necessarily true. You know, act one is a multi-billion dollar business. You're so right. Huge. I'm so glad you mentioned that. She is You're... still a star WWT also. Right. So yeah, I was that's... about to say the boys over there in St. Louis. So yep. Yes. Yeah, definitely not a small business, no. uh, but they are also definitely diverse. So right. that is one part about it. And I'm always shocked when I speak at entrepreneurial conferences, I'm always shocked that people do not know about diversity certification. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Less than 1% of the entrepreneurs out there that are eligible are actually certified as diverse. Mm, is that right? It's a very small number. Hmm. Sounds like an industry problem. Yeah. And you know, I, I don't know what it, I don't know exactly why. And I think there's a lot of myths out there, which we can definitely mm -hmm. talk about, but let's start with mm -hmm. your actual question, which is what is diversity certification? Yes. So diversity certification is pure and simple. It is a third party organization that is verifying that a company is 51% or more 
owned, operated, and controlled by a person or people within a demographic. Now, that's a lot of words to basically say, let's talk about women just for simplicity, yeah. is that a company is 51% or more owned, operated, and controlled by a woman or women. Now, the ownership is pretty straightforward, 51%. Right. Actually, right. just got the phone with somebody who owned the company, 50 and a half percent of their company. <laughs> so we will be working on that other half. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then operation means, does she work in the company on a day-to-day basis? It cannot just be on paper. Okay. We're not just say like, we're not just figureheads here. So actually right, the women right. who run the company on a day-to-day basis and per the governing documents, which are those bylaws or operating agreements, member agreements, the women or the other demographics have the ultimate control of the company. And that is the part that gets most people into what we'll call trouble just because right. they don't read their governing documents. Because who does? Why would you do that? That, does not, that would be weird if you did. Read it's my company. Days. Why am I going to read this? <laughs> you know, but that's a great point, Heather, because as I had to point it out, because I actually do like final site inspections. Yes. Right. So for several yeah. different NGOs, they're like, OK, you go in there and you really kind of put the, the, the test to it. Right. And yes. make sure that who you're talking to can explain to you to run the business. And I had the explanation made to me one time. They're like. To test for ownership, does this person have the sole authority to dissolve the company at a whim? That's one of them. Yeah, for I was sure. definitely one of them for sure. Wow, that's a pretty good litmus test that I had never right. thought about. But you're right, right. That's a that's a really important point that we have to think about. Right. Now, there's definitely caveats to that without going too oh, far down the rabbit caveats. hole. But always, always caveats. caveat. I know yes. people are like, always. ask me a question. And I was like, it depends. They always say, how come every answer is it depends? I'm like, because it depends. Yeah, there's a lot of gray. <laughs> there's a does. lot of gray. Yes. Yeah, yes. absolutely. So um, talk to us really, like if we think about just the value proposition of getting certified, you know, if we're talking to the diverse business owner, I think sometimes they don't understand why do I need to get certified and what is the value that that really brings to our business? I think they more often than not assume it is a benefit for the Fortune 1000 community, for the government, and they overlook the benefits to themselves. Mm -hmm. So here are just some of the many benefits, right? So obviously the business development side, I, and I always tell people there's a business development and a company development component to yeah, the benefits right. of certification. So the mm-hmm. business development's a little bit more obvious. It's what people assume is the reason they're going to get certified, right? right. So they can get new business, but let's not forget about penetrating our current customers, right? Yeah. right. Why am I going to constantly chase new, new, new business? I mean, it's obviously we want to do that, but we also want to get more business out of our current customers we already have a relationship. Let's add to the work we're doing there. Are there other, other parts of the business that we can work with? Right. Right. So is there other, you know, other service offerings that we're not yet doing for that company? So that's the business development part, but the other part is actually my favorite, which is the company development. Mm. So I'll give you an, so there's some things like there's mentorship programs. Okay. So mentorship programs, are you apply to be part of it? Some of these organizations like Toyota has one that specifically Mm -hmm. they run it. And then, you know, disability and has one that's a bunch of different corporations that become mentors. I actually was able to take part in the Toyota mentorship program last year, which was amazing. My, my mentor was the CIO of Toyota North America. Now for somebody like me who sells to the fortune 100, that is an invaluable opportunity to get her perspective from the C-suite of a fortune 100 company. And I said to her, I was like, Holly, you know, these corporations are like, Heather, you're amazing. You're so smart. I mean, we're not hiring you, but you're amazing. So I'm like, okay, Holly, (laughs) Where is the gap here? Like, what am I missing? Yeah. So she talked yeah. me through it. She talked me through my messaging to the corporations. And I was like, 
they don't know this. And she said, no, of course. she's like, I'm closer than most people are. And I don't know this. Yeah. So we worked on some videos that I created for our potential corporate clients, things like mm-hmm. that. But yeah. again, like you couldn't pay enough for a consultant to, to give you that information, no. right? No. There's pitch competitions. There's, I got a scholarship to go to Tuck, the Tuck business school, which is part of Dartmouth, right? Yeah. It's an EMBA yep. program for entrepreneurs. It was normally it's in person, but you know, COVID. So So it was virtual, um, which, you know, there's pros and cons to it, but it was really an amazing opportunity to focus on working on your business because we're always in our business. Mm -hmm. I'm currently right now doing the the Goldman Sachs 10,000 small businesses, which I had to be, you have to be nominated for. And my certification was one of those um, components that they looked at. Yeah. Um, I also was able to do other mentorship programs, which then um, and what my mentor at the time was somebody, she was part of a pharmaceutical company. And she was like, you know, I really like your diversity masterminds offering. Can you present to our pharma board? I was like, yeah. uh, yes, I can definitely do that. <laughs> like, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Up for that. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then even just the resources. So I'll give you an example. Um, you know, you build these relationships. And one time I was actually at a conference and we had a new, I had a new corporate client and mm-hmm. they happened to get a new contact as we were negotiating the contract. Entrepreneurs love that because that new person always wants to save the day. Yeah. They're going to save some money for their big, for their corporate, right. For their mm. own company. Yeah. So she all of a sudden was trying to like cut down my price. So I was like, okay, how do I respond to this? And then was really the first time that it ever happened to me where somebody mm-hmm. was like coming in new and trying to cut down my price. So I yeah, was sitting you. at a table and I turned to this woman. And I said, Beverly, I need your help. She was, yeah. she had been in business much longer than me. I said, how do I respond to this? She sat there with me and she helped me draft an email and because she's part of this network of other women owned businesses. And Mm. she was taking almost a mentorship role on for me. Mm. And then also, you know, once I had another situation where like I messed up a little bit on a contract on something and I, and the procurement person, they're so nice. Aren't they? Hey, hey, hey. for for those of us (laughs) that have been procurement before supplier diversity. Yes, we are. We're very nice. I love until all you of my re- clients. Until, yeah. until you redline my 60 <laughs> page master. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Until I cut all your insurance things down. Right? Yeah. 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 So I said, so I was like, oh no. And he was being a little bit of a bully to me, this procurement guy. So I reached out to mm. um, a supplier, or a, a procurement person who I met through supplier diversity. And he said, okay, let's talk through how you're going to fix this because you don't want to just roll over, but you have to eat a little bit of humble pie, but don't oh. let him bully you. Right. Cause right. you're not a hundred percent wrong here. Yeah. So he right. walked me through it. That again, that is invaluable information that I got through my certifications because I was able right. to create these relationships. So those are just some of the benefits of being diversity certified right yeah, now. Yeah. If a corporate client's asking you to get certified and you're eligible and you say, no, here's what you've just said to your corporate client. You're not important to me. Yeah. It's like when it's like, if my husband's like, Hey, hun, you know, this X, Y, Z is really important to me. And I'm like, that's cool, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> don't like build the relationship so much. Yeah. So, right. you know, if you, do you want to show your client that they are a partner, you're in a relationship with them, or you want to tell them they're just a transaction. Right. right. So talk to us a little bit about how you step in and serve as, 
you know, sort of aiding some of these businesses with certify my companies. Tell us a little bit about the services that you provide to these corporations and small businesses. So, yeah, so we have two sides of the company. So we have our, our corporate offering, which is where companies, large fortune 1000 companies and beyond will hire us directly to work with their existing suppliers. They've done business with these, with these companies for a while. Um, and they really want to also have them benefit from certification and they themselves want to benefit from certification. Some of it's for state contracts they have, like state of Illinois has a very strict requirement for a lot of their, their corporations there. So we're hired directly from some of the companies there that have these requirements just to do the state of Illinois certification for some of our corporate clients. Other ones, it's for the big five, if you are a part of the billion dollar roundtable, for example. So we will come in and we will facilitate the certification because the corporations cannot have these they should not be having these conversations with their suppliers. It is a huge liability to find out um, the information that's in there. And, you know, your suppliers don't want to share this information with you. And, the, you know, the entrepreneurs themselves are, you know, anyone who runs a business is doing a million things at any given moment in time. And so when you're giving them a task now that is going to take some time and some effort and some energy and what something's called in California is not what it's called in Texas, not what it's called in New Jersey, and they're like, I don't, I don't even know what that is. And then the yeah. customer calls and they're like, okay, this is going to go to the side for six days, six weeks, six months, six years, and it's still right. not done. So we right. take that, you know, and then we'll, so we'll help the corporations reach their goals and the entrepreneurs. So we do the same thing for the entrepreneurs, but they'll just hire us directly to facilitate their certification mm-hmm. to become their project manager. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have time or money to do something once, you for sure don't have time or money to do something twice. Right. And yep. if you get denied you're done. Yeah. Oh yeah. So when you're doing some of this certification and working with some of these corporations and they're saying, can you help some of our suppliers? What are some of the challenges that you feel like, or hurdles that you have when trying to certify some of their, obviously the obvious objections, Mm -hmm. which you mentioned earlier. Um, but what are some of the more like tangible challenges that you have when certifying some of these small businesses? You know, I would say the biggest hurdle is it's first of all, the education component is educating them on why it's important. Okay. So some people don't see it and they're just like, they're going to make me do it. No, they're, they are giving you an enormous gift of helping, of having us help you get certified. But a lot of our, it's really interesting to me because a lot of these entrepreneurs, you know, they're really good at what they do. It is not paperwork most of the time. And so they don't have what, what Adam? Oh yeah. It's definitely not paperwork. It's not paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. We're selling. I want to say that again. It's also not selling. (laughs) Some of them, some of them, for some sure. Of them, not, some of them, some of them. I would say that might be my forte, actually, I would say that Adam. That's my forte <laughs> as well, Adam. So yes. Yes. Yeah. And you and I had that, you and I had that conversation when you were a brand new MBE too. So yes, yes. yes yeah. Like the selling in general is, it can be. Yeah. CIOs should not sell. I'm just saying. Well, I will tell you that I think one challenge that all entrepreneurs have is knowing why they're worth five cents more. Yeah. And explaining that right. to other people yes. to right. make that differentiation. They can tell you what they do, but you know, like I just had a, like a, we're finishing up a contract with a corporation and they were like, you know, we found a couple other people who are less expensive than you. And I said, that's amazing. Make sure they have cybersecurity, make sure they have all the insurance levels you want, make sure they have a team that can cover it in case I go out. So make sure you ask them those questions before right. you go with them. Right. And she was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> There's a reason that we cost more. It's because Mm -hmm. we have gone out of our way to have all these levels of protection, not only for you, 
you know, Mrs. Fortune 100, but also for our suppliers. Like I do not want to go to jail as much as I'd love a break for my children. Sometimes jail is not where I want to do it. Yeah. So I do not want to go to jail because, you know, my, my systems got hacked. So we spend a small fortune on cybersecurity. I guarantee Mm -hmm. you that one person show over there does not do that. Yeah. Right. So I think that you have to know how to differentiate yourself. And I think that's, Mm -hmm. so to answer your question, like the barriers, it's things like that, right. Is there like, but well, I'm already in there. Why should I, why should I do this certification? Or a lot of them don't have PL and balance sheets. A lot of them right. don't have their bylaws, their operating agreements. My favorite is when they're like, oh, we're not legally required to have bylaws. I'm like, actually, you are. are. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, we don't need stock certificates. Well, your bylaws say you do. Yeah. So things like that, they just don't have. And it's just because it's not their specialty. It's not their forte. So we have right. all the tools yeah. and tricks and we're not a law firm. So we don't practice legal you know, advice over here. We do have law firms that we have relationships with should someone need them, but most of the time they don't, they just need templates that you could theoretically Google and get, but we've already curated, you know, um, a library of, of templates and documents. Very nice. Um, Also, you know, just getting them to really focus. So like the person I was was talking to today, she said, and this is why I hired you because I need you to stalk me or it will never get done. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just not going to get done. They're not going to make the space for it. But if I can whittle that 85 document list down to the 12 documents I actually have to get from you, yeah, and then right. you can give me your CPA to do three of the five of them, whatever. Now there's only whatever 12 minus five, eight, seven. Yeah. <laughs> Calculators <laughs> were invented for a reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that lessens your load exponentially. You know, I actually I did a poll of our single owner client. It was the least amount of variables. And I said, how much time? Do you think this application would have taken you if you hadn't have used us? The average was 26 hours. Wow. When I then asked them, how much time did you actually have to be a part of the process because you invested and certify my company? The average Mm -hmm. was two hours. That's incredible. That is a 24 hour savings. I don't know what the price is, but I'd be like, sign (laughs) me up for that. (laughs) Right. Exactly. There is a cost to your time as an entrepreneur. And I mean, that's very hard to put a price on. But 26 hours is. is a lot of time, a lot of time for solo entrepreneurs. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Or even big entrepreneurs, you know, because yeah. this is not information you want your assistant privy to. This is not information no. that you want floating around there. So you, you know, no. some people do have a staff, but I, I know that I don't need my team to know if we did really well or not so well. Yeah, I don't need them exactly. to seek this information. No, you're right. So then just having a centralized organization that can walk them through it. I think also we talked about this is the learning curve. So if they're getting certified for the very first time, and even I think when you revisit it on Mm -hmm. an annual basis, I still feel like you're still digesting. Okay. Where is all of this? What is all of this? I I, I mean, I hear that from a lot of suppliers, but they also change requirements. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What what documents you have to turn in? Like, we're like, we're, you see our team chat. They're like, they're starting asking for this now, guys. We're like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so when we talk about just like, you know, why it's important in today's environment, Mm -hmm. you know, can you share a little bit about what you've seen in terms of just, obviously there's the value of them being sought after the companies, but when you think about just in today's business environment, why do you think certification is, is really important when, when, when companies are trying to think about, is this something that they want to do? Cause it's really a business decision. It is. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, we're all consumers, whether it be personal or, you know, professional, we are all all consumers. And I think that consumers are becoming a lot more savvy and sophisticated and they want to know where 
their products are coming from, who's making them, who's benefiting from it, right? Gone are the days when most most consumers are like, oh, that's a dollar cheaper. Who cares where it was made? They want to know what's in it. They want to know who's, you know, who's involved in the making of it. So even like, I'm sure, I'm sure you two are familiar with the Walmart study that was done about six years ago, Mm -hmm. um, where they asked the the consumers, um, if, you know, if you saw a product that was easily identifiable as woman owned, would you be more likely to buy it? And the answer was 90% more likely to buy it. But the interesting fact is that everybody they, they, um, asked assumed it was better quality when it was women owned as well. Oh, fascinating. Right. Kind of like, you know, a lot of people will see like the kosher certification on vitamins, like must be healthier. Sometimes it's a, you know, whether it's true or not, whatever. I'm, I actually hired a woman moving company when we moved across country. Cause I was like, I, I don't need to replace my, all my stuff when I get there. Cause you guys broke it because <laughs> you right. didn't care enough. So, so you know, I think that people are becoming much more sophisticated. They want to know what's going on. And we've all seen the memes over the last two years, you know, when you buy, um, from a woman-owned company, you're buying a little girl dance lessons. You're not buying a CEO a second house. Mm. And I think that right. resonates with a lot of people, especially after the last 24 months we've just been through. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I, the reason that it was such a whole hard hit is because our small, local, diverse businesses were so hard hit. Right. We are the uh, we are the people who hire. We are right. one of the number one employers. Yeah. So because there's not everybody can work a traditional schedule. Not right. everybody wants to work. True. So you know, like my employees, they tell me when they work. I mean, within reason a little bit, but they tell me when they work. So you know, if you have a kid that needs to be that that you know needs to be a part of certain things, then you work around that because mm-hmm. that's going to make a happier employee. And we can't compete with some of these large organizations. The salaries they can offer, we just can't compete. But yeah. we do have lifestyle benefits that they can't compete with. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. I was just thinking about, you know, what you were saying about just the products and women and people being 90% more likely to buy from women. I mean, what I heard when you said that, and Adam, I just want to point this out is people tend to trust women more than they trust. Women. Oh, for sure. So yes, I just, as the only guy on this show, uh... <laughs> would like to speak for all mankind, Adam, yeah. right now, <laughs> all mankind or just the male species. Yes. Male species Which, exactly. yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think that there is a perception and it's a true perception of that. Uh, women are more truthful than men. Men are trying to get a leg up are uber competitive or, you know, trying to look out for number one. Whereas I think female CEOs and leaders and, and thought leaders are thought of as being more collaborative, as being more inclusive, as being more uh, team oriented. So, you know, I think it is it's a stereotype. Yes, I don't think it's an ill-informed stereotype, but I think it's something that we do have to recognize and uh, train our leaders on both sides too, right? right because yeah. then the opposite happens, right? So then they're like, oh, well, but a guy's not going to be a pushover. And, you know, I can negotiate a woman to death. And, you know, so then the stereotype goes to the other side of, well, then they're too soft to be the hard ass CEO that's going to take this to the next level and be a fortune 10 and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I work for a very large company. The CEO is a woman and we're doing very nicely. Thank you very much. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, you know, when I first heard that statistic, I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I was like, I would never make a decision like that. Right. I was like, I'm savvy. I'm smart. Right. Then I'm sitting in the audience. I only had three kids at the time, but I was sitting in the audience of a, of a, at the time, I liked that caveat. Yeah, yeah, at the time, only three kids. A presentation, and it was the owner of CLR. You know, CLR, mm-hmm. the 
the, yeah. I'm sure you probably are familiar with them. Um, and Allison had taken over for her uncle. She changed the formula, she changed the company around, and she was really making a lot of changes internally. Yeah. And she's talking about how their new tagline is we get rid of yuck. And I was like, well, I got three kids and a lot of yuck. So this is like, you know, right. and I caught myself thinking, you know, she also has three kids and if she uses it, then it must be safe for me to use it. Oh my goodness. This is exactly what they're talking about. And I caught right. myself right. right there. Yeah. Yeah. You can self-identify with, you know, the founder or self-identify with, mm-hmm. you know, the products that they're offering and the fact that someone that's within your affinity group, however yes. that lines up made it means, oh, well, this product mm-hmm. is for me to a certain degree. And I trust the person who made it because yeah. they know my experience. Right. right. I mean, it's the same with like, you know, pharmaceutical companies found that with when they're doing trials, right. they were like, why can't we get more of the black community in here? Well, because you're sending a bunch of white dudes out there to go get them. Yeah. Right? Like, you want well, to see people, you want to yeah. see yourself and the people that you're talking to when you're going to yep. do a trial. If not, you just feel like a guinea pig. Yeah. So I think that's like across the board in all industries, you really want to see that, you know, people want to understand that it's for them too. Right. And if all we're seeing is like a one type of face there, it's not going to do that. Yeah, definitely not. not Definitely not. I think that that is such a valid point because Mm -hmm. oftentimes we don't see that. And I think the lowest hanging fruit is just seeing someone that people can identify with. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Most definitely. You know, and I and I and you have to be very, very cautious about that and intentional when you start putting things together like that leadership teams, focus groups, whatever it is, you have to be very, very cognizant of of that mix. Otherwise, you're going, you know, I walked into a company one time and they said, we're a diverse firm. I was like, yes, but not an inclusive one. I'm right. going to go on record and say that. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's it's, you know, it it. it as on both sides of the aisle, right? So we have to to make sure that, you know, we are, whether you're a corporate, huge corporate 100 or a brand new startup, that your workforce, your leadership team mimics the communities that you not only work in, but serve also with your goods and services. Yeah. And I also always love when the companies will say, um, oh, we have, you know, 50% women. I'm like, at which level? Right. Well, let's, right. Let's see where that level of 50 percent starts. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because that's really what's important. You know, are they making yep. decisions and moving the needle within the organization? Right. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So Speaking of, oh, go ahead, Adam. Go ahead. Which one of us. Right. We get to pick. Uh, where was I going? I remember where I was going. So, you know, we were talking about the, the necessity of certification, how important certifications are. Right. And I cannot tell you how many times and I've been doing this for a, a minute now. You're standing on when we were going to conferences. Uh, we are again this year. We're going, we're going, we're going. Yes. I know, and you're, <laughs> Let's claim you're it. Coming, coming down here to the sunny South, right? In June. Yes. Um, but you're standing on the showroom floor, right? And a disgruntled uh, diverse firm walks up to you and goes, I don't even know why I'm certified. I haven't walked out with contract one. I haven't blah and blah. And you're sitting there going, you have totally missed the idea behind the certification. Yeah. Right. So how do you how do you sit down and talk to a new firm as they're getting certified and start and help kind of um, level set the expectation? Because I have to say, I think a lot of times the NGOs, I don't want to say the NGOs are selling them a bill of goods, but I think they sometimes make it sound like you're going to meet corporates and your business is going to take off and it's rainbows and unicorns from here on out. And they get down to the trenches and they're like, 
I've been told no by everybody I've approached. Right. Well, usually there's a reason for that, right? We're talking about differentiators earlier. So I tell people from the very beginning, it is not a magic wand. It is a tool. And like every other tool out there, you have to know how to use it. So if you stink at what you do and you're more expensive, I don't care how many certifications you have, you are not getting the gig. That's first and foremost. Then, you know, that's actually why we started Diversity Masterminds was because after facilitating certifications for a decade, the number one thing I kept hearing was, I got nothing out of my certification. I'm not going to recertify. And I was like, oh my goodness, are you serious? Like, did you do this, 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 and this? They're like, well, no, I didn't know I could or should. Because I think what happens is that, you know, they do that. I'm certified now what? And that's it. But that's not, it's not the way every company works. So I, you know, I, I, I was really looking for a resource for my clients to find, like, to teach them how to really leverage their certification. And I couldn't find anything that was inclusive of companies who wanted to only sell to the Fortune 100 or predominantly sell or even sometimes sell to the Fortune 100 and others come to the diverse businesses. I couldn't find that something that didn't require them to leave their house, right, for a week at a time. So what do entrepreneurs do when they can't find something? we make it. So Diversity Masterminds is really created for our clientele that wanted to understand how to leverage that tool. And I will tell you, all of them have said to us, or I'd say, you know, a good 90% have said like, I learned more in the first hour of this program than I did in the three years I've been certified mm-hmm. of how to use my certification. Cause the tool you have to know. And also it's that, remember I said earlier that Holly was like, well, let's hear what you're saying to your corporate clients. And she's like, yeah. well, that stinks, Heather. No wonder they're not hiring you. <laughs> yeah. you know, but, but people like, you know, but you have to have, you have to be vulnerable enough to take that, that criticism or those critiques. If I was like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, she does because she's my target client. Yeah. I had to take those words and say, okay, that is so good to know. How do I fix it? And I think what happens is that there's a little bit of entitlement out there with some of the certified diverse suppliers, which we want to get rid of that right away. You are entitled to nothing, my friend, nothing. Right. But so what my best analogy is for the certification and I, and I play on the Vegas, Uh, that's where I live in Vegas. Right. Yeah. I'm like, you know, when you're in Vegas, you want to go to a club and you're like, well, that's a long, regular line. Oh, I want to get in that VIP line. The certification puts you in the VIP line, okay? Like right. it or not, corporations look for vetted entrepreneurs, vetted suppliers. Correct. And the certification organizations are one of those vetting opportunities. So you want to put yourself in that VIP line? You want to be yeah. in the club? You got to get certified first. It's going to be one of the ways. Now, once you're in there, that mean you're meeting somebody, okay? Because you still got to show up. You got to dress right. You got to know what you're talking about. But you're in the right. club now. You are in yeah. there, which you were not before. That's correct. Yeah, that makes so much sense. So now that we all have fitty scent floating through our head, because I said in the club. <laughs> well, actually, actually, I'm thinking I, I will be at the NGLCC conference later. In Vegas. Week. Me yeah. too. I'm so excited. Well, so if individual businesses, diverse businesses want to get certified and want some help, how would they go about reaching out to you and figuring out, you know, start getting this process started? Yeah. Well, you can go to certifymycompany.com is the best way to start. Reach out Simple. to me at Heather at certifymycompany.com um, or info at certifymycompany.com. Any of those. We're all over social media at certifymyco is our handle everywhere. Yeah. Nice. Um, but that's really the best way. And you know what? You have to do it. So you, you ha- I mean, I cannot tell you that 
the amount of people who were like my fate, one of my favorite stories, if you have time for a story, do you have time yeah, for a story? For okay. Of course we do. Okay. Oh yeah. So one of our clients, she owns, um, you know, when you go to like these big box retailers, they have like their own personal brands, like their yeah. own little brands that are oh, yeah. Absolutely. So she made all of those. Okay. Oh, nice. She, she was, she had all these factories. She was doing great. Multi-million dollar company. She had the, as employees. She was doing great, great, great. And then COVID and mm-hmm. You know, she, she was happy. She had like laid people off and it was ordering clothes. It's a big mess, but she's like, I have all these factories and these contracts and relationships. She started making PPE. Okay. Legit PPE. Uh, yeah. And she got a contract with charter and I'm allowed to use her name because I have permission. So she got a contract with charter communications uh, to do PPE and charter said, Hey, you know, we noticed that you're a woman owned business. She's like, yeah, I know you're going to ask me to get certified. No one cares. She's like, well, we do. And so <laughs> we'd like you to get certified. Yeah. Yeah. Chances are, if they're asking, then they we care. care. Yeah, we yeah. care. <laughs> so she went and got certified. Now, she, she did WeBank, which is the Women's Business Enterprise National Council. And we said, do you want to do WOSB while you're at it, which is the federal small business certification for women owned right. small businesses? So she's like, yeah, sure. OK, fine. So we submitted her applications. And she was a, a, like, so fun to work with, although she was like, why am I doing this about 10 times each conversation? Yeah. Nonetheless, we got her. So we submitted her application. So some while she's waiting for them to process mm-hmm. her application, she's sitting at home and she's, she was watching a movie with her new husband called war dogs. Are you familiar with this movie? Uh, yes. Right. It's an older, yes. a little, a few years ago it's old yeah. movie about the, it's based yep. on a true story. I don't know how loosely or not, but about these two kind of kids who start selling arms to the government. Right. Oh yeah. Isn't yep. um, Justin Jonah Timberlake in that? And Hill or something. Hill? Yeah. 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 Another yeah. curly haired kid, but yeah. One of those. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. I do remember that movie. Yes. Right. Yeah. So she starts joking. She's like, I'm going to take my WSB certification and sell arms to the government. <laughs> so she goes to the <laughs> office in, on Monday and she tells her COO and he's like, actually, it's not a bad idea. Maybe not arms, but we make clothes. Somebody's got to u- need mil- uniform, something, whatever. Yeah, so they go weird. online Marines are looking for practice uniforms. Five million dollar contract later, she oh literally had gosh, her WOSB certification so awesome. for like three weeks. I know. Uh, so she's like, uh, all right, guys, you were right. <laughs> she's like, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes. That is incredible. That's awesome. What a great story. And what a great story to the service that you provide because right? oh, she would have never yes. done it without us ever not in a million years. Would, not, See, only that's she, so great. not only would she never have done it, but she might've missed that window too. So yes. just like the urgency around, look, you're missing out on opportunities right. when you're not right. certified. Because you have to have that certification to bid on those DOD. Yes, yeah. yes you yes, do. That's one of my like one-liners. I'm like, you always want to be certified before you need it because once you need it, it could be too late. It could be yep, too late. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for coming oh, this on the great, show, Heather. Heather. Of course. Be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn at Chloe Gidry Reed and Adam Moore and Heather Cox. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and check out our previous shows. Stay tuned for next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. We are grateful for the time you spend with us in participating in these conversations. Please review and rate and share our show as we are focused on growing awareness in the supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity space. If you'd like more information, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E ground dot I-O. Thank you for being here and we look forward to seeing you next week.